Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracing. And Corbin Hyatt. And welcome to the Thursday episode of the show. Um, I'm very, very not confident that we are going to have a Monday episode this week. I'm very not confident in that. Uh, I have never been confident in anything, so... The yeah. only Monday episode we've had during the entire NFL postseason was the one week there was no games. And so with this Sunday having, you know, the Super Bowl doesn't feel like very good odds we're going to have a Monday episode. So I was thinking about that today. Like, ah, we've done it in the past where like we record immediately after the game. Like a 15 that, minute quick guy. Yeah. yeah. That was also when, like, I didn't work at a job where I have to get up at, like, 5.30 in the morning. So, I really don't want to do that. Yeah. It's possible. Let's not rule it out. I can I can bring the stuff. We can make a game time decision. But let's not bank on that. Yeah, I don't want to bank on that at all. Um, I saw... A tweet the other day that said that the Monday after the Super Bowl is one of the biggest like productivity money losses in uh, corporate America, like something like I don't want to make up a number because all numbers are made up anyway. Five billion dollars companies lose the Monday after the Super Bowl because people uh, who show up to work don't work very hard. And that's hilarious to me. Man, go fuck yourself. Just like. I, Are we going to boil down thing, all of our all of our time? Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. It's like the one show in just the entire year that the entirety of the United States watches together, and you're really going to try and quantify how awful that is. It's like fuck off. That's what I'm saying. Like everything has to be boiled back down to economic output from the masses. Like or do. We shouldn't do that for weekends. We don't do that for weekends. We shouldn't do it for weekends. We shouldn't do that for vacation time, personal days, bereavement. Like, would they put out a a stat that says people generate or or lose corporate America $3 billion because their pet dies? Like, every year, pets, pet deaths account for $6 bajillion of lost profits for like fuck fuck you like like i'm allowed to be a human being i'm allowed to have a complex range of things that i do that may or may not affect my fucking output as a as a as a i don't know corporate guy or as a as a worker eat my balls let me watch a sport and be happy about it and then be tired the next day you, you want me to literally be attentive the entirety of the Monday after the Super Bowl? Literally lick my balls, and I'll do that for you. Yeah. That's my price. Yeah. If, if they think that's bad, they really should not investigate the productivity of offices that stay open the week between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> They're going to find some very ugly numbers, let me tell you. As someone who has only ever worked that week at, at any job he's ever had, nothing gets done. I mean, granted, anywhere I work is a place where nothing gets done. Amen to that, brother. 
got a work email like 10 minutes ago asking me about something. It's just like, you're not getting an answer for that. <laughs> my, my boss messaged me the other day in the middle of the work day and was like, hey, you working on anything important? And I replied back at this company, literally never. What's up? <laughs> and man, let me tell you, it's the truth. But anyway, and we're here to talk fact, our bosses don't listen. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it'd be wild if they were one of the very few. <laughs> but whatever. Um, all right. Well, we got we're here for sports. So let's talk about sports. And I guess we'll start with the reason that we might not be recording a Monday episode. And that is the, the Super Bowl. It is upon us. Uh, both teams are are resting up as we speak. They're they're stretching out the hammies. They're 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 warming up the quads, getting ready for the game as the 15 and five Rams technically, but also technically not host the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we talked about this very briefly, but they technically are hosting. It's happening at SoFi Stadium where the Rams are the home team. However, they are designated for what reason I re- don't remember as the away team. So they are hosting the Super Bowl, but they're not the host team at the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. It's one of those. It's so stupid. Just they're the home team. Why is like just switch it? Let them be the home team. Let them go in their own locker room. I was gonna say that's the real thing is that the Rams are gonna have yeah, to be the visitors' yeah. locker room at their own stadium. It's weird. Actually, I kind of I kind of like how that evens out. It's like all right, you get to be the home team. You don't have to commute across the country. You get to use your own practice facility, but we're still gonna make you use the other not nice locker room. I mean, is it is it a punishment if you? <laughs> move across the country, but you really just get to leave Cincinnati. It's a win. <laughs> right? Like it's, win. It's, no it's wonder a the win. team left so early. They just wanted to get the fuck out as soon as they could. They're like, oh, thank God. These motherfuckers are just having blizzards and eating Skyline chili. I can't stand it. <sighs> I will yeah. say um, the visitor locker room for the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, is painted pink as a uh, what they thought was a mental trip. Threat. Yeah. It's like, we'll see. When we gave them really comfy slippers and really warm robes just to fuck with them. Ooh, I bet they hate it. We got them really fun dreams with little cute little straws because getting their heads, bro. So fucking stupid. Whatever. College football is what it is, I guess. So the last five matchups we looked at for a couple other teams that have matched up, but for the when it comes to the Super Bowl with NFC matchups, it's largely meaningless. For instance, the last time these two teams played each other in any context was October of 2019, which is before Joe Burrow got drafted by the Bengals and before Matt Stafford got traded to the Rams, in addition to like 90 other players on the Rams right now. So, uh, boy, is that fucking useless. And just to go one game back further, the last time they played before that, it was 2015 when the Rams were still in St. Louis. So these teams have not played each other much. Not that that shit ever matters. It's just kind of funny to see. But let's get into uh, what this matchup looks like. So the home record for the Rams is five and three. They'll be playing at SoFi. And the away record for the Bengals is also five and three. So uh, relatively even footing in terms of geographical location, which however that much that matters, you can decide for yourself. Who cares uh, the, these teams rank in points scored per game. They are tied 
at seventh. They've each averaged 27.1 points scored per game, which is kind of nifty down to the, down to the, that 10th place in the decimal points. They have, uh, and for points allowed per game, they're pretty damn near close. The Rams are the 15th best team in the NFL, 21.9 points allowed per game. Cincinnati 17th at 22.1 points per game. Their season high or season total season takeaway differential for the Rams is plus two, which is 13th best in the NFL. The Bengals zero, which is 16th, perfectly average passing yards per game. The Rams are fifth in the league at 273. The Bengals are seventh at 259 rushing yards per game. The Rams are 25th in the NFL with 99 rushing yards per game. The Bengals 23rd with 102. For defensive passing yards per game, the Rams have the 22nd best defensive passing yards per game at 241 yards. The Bengals 26th at 248. And last but not least, defensive rushing yards per game. Rams 6th best in the NFL with 103. Rams 5th best. Sorry, not Rams. Bengals 5th best. 102. Uh, so really, you know, I wouldn't have assumed it because of the records, which is one of the reasons records in the NFL can be very deceiving, uh, seeing as the Rams, including postseason, are sitting at 15 and five and the Bengals 13 and seven, which because each team has had, uh, I, I guess, three wins means that they finished the season at 12 and five and, and 10 and seven. Um, you, you would have figured that those the, the stats will kind of pop off the page a little bit more for, for the Rams, or at least the, the gap between the Rams and the Bengals in one of the two phases at the very least would be much more discrepant. And it's not the case for both offense and defense. Both teams are pretty much right in the other's wheelhouse. I'm trying to remember a stat I saw about, um, it was basically a graph of rushing defense versus rushing offense um, and where they stack up for, you know, each team over the past, 50 years? I don't know. Um, but the Bengals are bad, and the Rams are also bad at pretty much both. So it's going to be a pass-heavy affair on both sides in my mind, and I just can't wait for it. Yeah, I mean, which makes total sense. You know, that's how these teams have really gotten it done in the playoffs. You know, that's, that's definitely how the Bengals are set up. Uh, you know, we talked about this before, but that's really – going to be the, the the question for this game, which is will Joe Burrow be on his feet enough and long enough to throw enough passes, good passes, to win the game? Because the right. Rams will defensive Joe front... Spend too much time on his knees or on his back. Yes. Yeah. So some, some horizontal <laughs> positioning somewhere. Uh because, yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, we, we, I guess we briefly in passing when the, we realized this was going to be the matchup after the championship games chatted a little bit about the Bengals offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. What do you think about Matt Stafford against the Bengals defense? Um, I mean, honestly, I think both quarterbacks are just going to be able to throw um, wherever they want. I think – I know the, the Mike Hilton-Cooper cut matchup is one I'm excited about because – um, back when Hilton was with the Steelers, he was really good the one time they matched up and he shadowed him the whole game. Um, I, I could see 
Shidobi Awuzi matching up against Odell well, not having Robert Woods is going to be huge, like it has been um, all season. That being said, I still think Stafford's going to be able to do a lot. Um, I'm not scared by the Bengals' defense. No. Uh, and that's going to be one of the big reasons is this super fun stat. You ready for this? Hey, did you hear about this? Um, total air yards on completions. So you throw the ball in the air, the receiver catches it. That is when the stat stops. It's not regular, regular yards, which is includes yards after the catch air yards completed. Uh, the Bengals have allowed the most air yards in the NFL this year with just under 3000. I like that. The second place team in that stat is the Washington football team with 270 fewer yards allowed. And that is a bigger gap than uh, the second place team, which is Washington and the fourth place, sorry, fifth place team, which is the Niners. Um, uh, yeah, it's quite ugly. Like they, they're worse than the Texans, who have allowed only twenty six hundred such yards. Uh, now the Rams, not much better here. The Rams are fourth in this stat, but the Rams are a little bit more comfortably positioned in that tier of team. Like the Rams are definitely in a uh, a bottom tier, a, 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 f- a first floor tier of of shit defensive pass coverage. But the Bengals are in the basement on this which is going to make that very interesting. They're pretty comfortable there. They've been there a while. Uh, yeah, and a whole slew of manners of speaking, I suppose. Uh, now, oh, shit, I just lost myself. Ah. Interestingly enough, if we're talking about hurry percent, which is quarterback hurries per dropback, the teams are actually pretty even with the Bengals having a slight advantage in that stat over the course of the season, 10.8% of the time versus the Rams 10.5% of the time, which feels like it should be reversed because we, you know, what we've been sitting here talking about how good the Rams defensive line is the Bengals defensive line is able to get to the quarterback, at least to apply pressure pretty regularly uh, as shown by this. Now it doesn't um, necessarily mean that the bigger matchup isn't the Bengals offensive line versus the Rams defensive line, but the Bengals defensive line surely is getting to the quarterback. I am so scared for Joe Burrow's health after this game. The Rams have the third fewest quarterback knockdowns in the NFL. Do you have any way of breaking that down into first half and second half of the season or by game. Not that is immediately obvious. And let me tell you, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Cause I know it changed drastically when Von Miller entered the picture, um, which I, I think he did that like we, but uh, well, it's also interesting up. because you know, it might have something to do with the the sack versus quarterback knockdown. So pro football reference defines quarterback knockdown where the quarterback falls after the ball has been thrown. Essentially, you were about to get a sack, but the quarterback got rid of the ball very quickly is how it's going to, or, you know, yeah. you're going to hit the quarterback 
in a meaningful way right before they got out of the way. Otherwise, the quarterback knockdown would be a penalty instead, and I'm not sure it would count. Because if you change that to sacks, all of a sudden the Rams have the third most sacks in the NFL. So third fewest knockdowns, which is, you know, contact just after the release of the ball, and third most sacks, which is, you know, the guy still holding it. So in the first seven weeks of the season, all of which he spent in Denver, uh, Von Miller had a combined total of four and a half sacks in the first seven weeks. In the past seven weeks, which he spent entirely with the Rams, uh, he has math, uh, seven sacks. So he's definitely been ticking up those numbers significantly. Um, big uptick in tackles, tackles for loss. He's been, I mean, he has 10 tackles for loss over the last four games, five games. Damn. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's definitely been a difference maker on this uh, defense. Plus, you know, they have a pretty good defensive player in Aaron Donald already. Leonard Floyd's there on the other side. That defensive pass rush is terrifying if I'm Joe Burrow. You know, it, it really makes it so interesting to gauge how we um, how we decide, evaluate, I don't know, players and 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 their their stats because we have gone to a super team or super in football's instance, like super position, super group kind of model and everything where it's like our offensive lines getting better in a, in a way that is a lot harder to see because of teams like the Rams. Cause like, you know, if you look at Von Miller and same thing with uh, maybe we could say uh, granted Odell had quarterback problems too, but you know, uh, our, aspects of the positional groups that we think of as being typically bad getting better on every team complains about their offensive line every team complains about the cornerbacks um but it gets masked by i don't know especially good units you know that allow the other players to flourish so much which isn't new but we're seeing it to extremes at least with the Rams case, I should say. Is Aaron Donald the Mike Trout of the NFL? That's an interesting question. Rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Pro bowler every single season. Nine, by the way. Uh, first team all pro every year since his rookie year. Has three defensive player of the year awards and has finished top five in every single season. How many home since runs his rookie have? season? He doesn't have any home runs. He does have 98 sacks. Which is how many, low. how many, how many home runs is a sack worth? Uh, I mean, five. if you think about it, the best player in the league is, you know, 15 sacks a year. 18 sacks a year. Five's too many. As a yeah, so I would say, you know, what's, uh, what's 50 divided by, like, 15? I don't know. It's, it's three point something, but I'm trying to go with whole numbers here. 50 divided by 17. 50 divided would by be three. Okay. Wait. 
But I don't get that. Away. 50 divided by 15 would be 17. That doesn't make any sense. I, 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 I put the maths in wrong. I've got... Hold on. 16 sacks. Yeah. Would be worth. Let's. So, would you say, like, fuck, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> let's do 20 sacks. 20 sacks is 50 home runs. That's just the way it is. Okay. So, that's two, two and, and a half. half. Home run is worth. Fuck, a sack is worth two and a half. <laughs> Uh, we've, we've done it folks we've seen the complete and total breakdown of Corwin Heller my mental capacity is fucked so 98 times 2.5 is 245 mock home runs how many How many homers do, does, does Mr. Trout have Ooh, do you think how many, how many homers does he have without looking uh, I typed he's Mike played. into Twitter and Mike Snow was the first thing that popped oh I put in too many eyes okay Let's see what the Mike fuck is a Mike Snow? Snow? Anyway, sorry, whatever. How many home runs do you think Mike Trout has? Um, I'll say he played for 10, eight, nine seasons. I actually don't know how long he's been in. He got drafted in what, 2010? So let's say he's 2009. had 2009. I'm just going to assume he's had 10 full seasons of play because that's easy math. Um, I'll say he's hit. 400 home runs. You think he's averaged 40 home runs a season for 10 years, including a strike shortened or not a COVID shortened season? Touche. Uh, 328. 310. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am scared of math right now. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is clear. All right. So that means that if we're only using home runs as a metric of god tier of your sport at the time in which you're playing it then no aaron donald would not be trout because he has 245 sack to home run conversios to trout's 310 home runs but if we're being honest i i think the answer to your question is probably yeah <laughs> like there's no one that's really does what donald's doing and even you can argue that the position that each of them plays plays into the hype of each person, Aaron Donald having that production as an interior defensive lineman and Trout having his production as a center fielder, which is usually a more of the outfield positions, the more, the most defensive oriented position. So you don't necessarily need to get a one ten OPS plus kind of guy out of it. And instead you got also Mike Trout. Um, so yeah, I think that lines up pretty well. I would, I would, I would agree. Nice. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about. I was just saying, what the fuck were we just talking? Oh, we're talking about sacks and stuff. Sacks and stuff. Yeah, Joe Burrow getting fucking beat down by Aaron yeah, so and crew. It, it's interesting how this all kind of like plays into like how all these stats kind of feed into each other because so we we talked about quarterback knockdowns. And we talked briefly about sacks and we look at quarterback hits, which is exactly what it, what it sounds like. The quarterback gets hit. It doesn't quantify it quite as neatly as sack or knockdown does It's a little bit more general. So it's a, it's the biggest of the numbers. Um, the 
Oh, shit. I just lost the Rams again. There we go. The Rams, 95 quarterback hits this season. Bengals, 99. And I mean, I guess intuitively that would make sense. The Bengals are a lot more top middle of the pack in quarterback knockdowns, whereas the Rams were apparently got awful in that stat, however much it matters. So the, the Bengals get bolstered a little bit in that area. But it, it's still interesting to see how it shakes out in the less defined versions of the, the the concept of the quarterback getting hit to some extent, some extent, and that leaning towards the Bengals, which really I think just is is going to boil down to pressure. That tough to define that that amorphous phrase of quarterback pressure, uh, which I think is is most readily felt when you actually you know lay hands on 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 pads you know, when you actually get to the quarterback in, in a physical sense, but it, it, uh, it will, yeah, it'll make it interesting to, to see how much of that is, is the felt in the game as apparently the Bengals are better at this than I gave them credit for. What exactly? Just, it's getting to the quarterback in general. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Hendrickson's is a uh, pretty good. Who's got the most quarterback hits in the NFL this season? What team? Steelers. Uh, no, Steelers are sixth. Mm. Uh, QB hits. Um, the Bengals. No, they're twelfth. Okay, well then I don't fucking know. The Dolphins. Shut the fuck up. Hundred twenty nine. Ew. Well, it's a good thing they uh such a great head coach that uh, is really pushing that team forward after starting uh one seven. Ooh, all right, so this is this is fun. I'm not sure how much it means, but this is fun. Passing passes complete passes completed completed passes. Rant, the the Bucks have allowed the most passes completed this season. Seahawks second, Bengals third, Rams fourth. What? The defenses of the Bengals and Rams have allowed the third and fourth most passes completed in the NFL this season. The Bengals have allowed 420 completed passes to the Rams, 416. Wow. That's that's going to make for a very exciting Super Bowl. Well, and I think it's also interesting because the the instinct there might be bad defenses. But there's two other things I think that could also go into that, one of which both good run defenses, which means you're going to have to pass to a certain extent. Do the Bengals have a good run defense? I would assume. I'm, I'm looking at they do. Oh, they. Hold on a second. Because they ha- they're getting to the quarterback so much, I would assume that they're pretty good at the line of scrimmage. Let's see. Um, yeah, Bengals have, the, Bengals have the fifth fewest yards per game allowed on defense from uh, for rushing. Okay. And the Rams well, are six. I misread that crap earlier. Yeah. yeah, their rushing defense um, in terms of yards per game is they're both quite good. Say what you will, the Steelers led the league in sacks and had one of the worst rushing defenses I've seen in a very long time. So Yeah, and you would be um, correct in that too. The Steelers had the worst rushing defense in yards per game in the NFL this season. Worse than the Texans. Ah, uh, TJ Watt, is he really worth it? 
Losing so, Stefan to it, losing our entire interior defensive line was bad. Just tear just him down. Pre too. But anyway, so part of it, good run defense means that you might end up leaning on the pass more. And both of these teams had winning records, which means their opponents more often than not were probably playing from behind, which is also going to lead to more passes. So there might be a volume issue here as well. Yeah. Good Let's offenses see. breed to passing defense. Yep, they had the fourth and sixth most pass attempts against them as well. So I think that tracks. Ooh, all right. Which uh, what passing defense lowest completion percent in the NFL? Who allowed the lowest completion percentage? Yes. It's hmm. a very good question. Um. Boy, uh, fucking man, I don't know. Uh, Steelers. No, your Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> were ninth. Okay. Hey, if I can land in the top ten in these guesses out of nowhere, I'll, I'm happy. It was the Dolphins again. No, I'm kidding. Imagine. What the fuck? I'm kidding. <laughs> actually, though, actually, the Dolphins were fifth. So it's not like they were the even fuck? that far off. Um, or is- no. It was, it was the Bills, 56%, which makes total sense, but 56 is goddamn. Uh, the second was the Patriots with 59.3, and then the Cowboys at 59.5. But yeah, 56, that's fucking disgusting. Like, to get to 66, which doesn't feel awful, but would put you... At 21st, that's, I mean, 21st, like that's, that's the Lions. That's the, that's the Giants. It's the Raiders. 56. Fuck you. So. All right. All right, Corwin. Share with me prop bets. All right. I got two lists. Some of them are really fun. Some of them are ones I'm going to skip. Uh, how many Super Bowl commercials will feature a dog? Over six Ooh, and a an half, under six prop. and a half. Mm-hmm. Six and a half is the number. I would take the over. We should write these down. Actually, yeah. Do you are you, you going to do it? Uh, yeah, you I, should do it at your place because we'll be watching the game together at your place. Yeah. So then we can we can follow it live. Um, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Piece of paper. My little notepad. My little pen. I have two notepads, bitch. <laughs> and they're both little. All right. Um, one. Uh, dogs. Commercial dogs. Six point five. You're going. I'm taking over. You're going with the over. Um. I think it'll be six. I'll take the under. Okay. Uh, what color will Snoop Dogg's shoes be? All right. Hit me with that second one. All right. The color of Snoop Dogg's shoes. All right. Snoop Dogg. It, it gives some options. Well, oh, Blue, it does? yellow, gold, black, white, gray, silver, orange, green, purple, red, pink. Well, 
odds in I feel order. like I feel like it's gonna be more neutral. I'll say black. I also wrote down black. He just bought Death Row Records. Did he really? Yeah, just today, Fuck like yeah, moments dude. ago. Yeah. I love that. Um, number three. What will happen to the share price of Bitcoin? Up or down a, during wait, the Super a, Bowl. That's a Super Bowl prop bet? Yes, it is. Why? I'll fucking price I'll going up, up negative 130, price going down 100. I'll go up. Uh, I'll be contrarian and go down. Who cares? Uh, what color Gatorade? Orange, blue. I'm going to cut the video. Hopefully that helps. All right. Gatorade what, what, color. Gatorade color. Fuck, fuck, fucking uh, yellow. Yellow. All right. Uh, national anthem over under ninety eight seconds. Who's singing it? Do we know? No idea. No yeah, idea. We don't know who's singing it. Uh, I will take. How long does it take? What's the normal? Is it ninety eight seconds? I'll take the under. All right. I'll go. Uh, I'll go over. Uh, the jersey number for the player who scores the first touchdown over under 23 and a half. All right. What's Cooper Cup's jersey number? Uh, Cooper one, Cup. What number 13? do you wear, bitch? 10. So I'll take the under. I'm also taking the under. Uh, will a field goal hit the upright? It's weird because hitting the upright feels so much less probable than completely missing it or making it. And yet it happens mm-hmm. a weirdly large amount of games for something that, again, feels far more improbable than the other two options. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say yes. Hell yes. Um, all right. The result of the game's first drive. Touchdown, interception, or punt field goal? Uh, fucking touchdown. Okay. Uh, TD slash INT. I'll go punt or field goal. Uh, all right. The artist to perform first at halftime. Eminem. They... They give Mary J. Blige or Kendrick Lamar. But those are the only two options. It's like, yeah, I don't, I think you can bet on whatever the fuck you want, but this list is just giving. So between the two of them, yeah. Kendrick or Mary J. Blige, pull up Mary J. Blige. I'll, I'll say Kendrick goes first between those two. All right. Let's just do overall because I feel like overall, I think it's going to be this. I had a a coworker play me an acoustic version of Stan the other day that he recorded. And first off, if it sounds as uncomfortable as you're thinking it was, yeah, it was. Um, And also it reminded me how much, boy, I just don't care very much for Ram and M. That's a personal attack, but I'm going to let it slide for the sake of the show. Yeah, he's not very good. Oh Rap God's uh, a bad song. All right. Uh, will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? 
the Snoop Dogg in him, which is him, absolutely would want to. It's a question of how iron-fisted the NFL is about it. And if you say to yourself, they can't be that iron-fisted about it, you'd be surprised. The NFL takes their halftime shows like brutally seriously. They didn't let Prince sing. Like Prince had a fight just to be able to play the guitar and have that be live audio. <laughs> so I will say no. Okay. I'm going to go yes because Why not? I want to I want to speak it into the universe. I'd rather him smoke on stage. But I, I don't <laughs> Of course. I'm not sure he gets away with it everywhere. I don't know why I'm betting against him, but fuck it. Why not? All right. Total players with a rush attempt over oh. under seven and a half. That's interesting. Oh, I, I, I skipped one. Uh, okay. Uh, what is it? Will any part of Slim Shady's performance be censored? What what does censored mean? Like like the censors have to actually bleep it out, or censored in like he has to censor his own language and swap out words or skip past stuff. You know what I mean? I assume they mean the former. So I will say no. I think so. Uh, I'm gonna go yes. I think Snoop or I think Slim's gonna sneak in a sneak in an f bomb. But will he stand up? Uh, if he's real. All right, now total players with rush attempt. See, I got to take the over. This was actually actually a pretty easy over because if you think about it, both quarterbacks are going to have a rush attempt, like like every quarterback has one, you know? Mm-hmm. That's two right there. Each and that means that each team just has to have three guys make a rush attempt. That doesn't really seem very, like very many for being honest. So, yeah, I take the over on this pretty easily. I'll take the under. I mean, think about it. We have Burrow and Stafford, Mixon, Cam Akers, and uh, the fucking other main guy for – or Sonny Michelle. Um, that's, what, five? Two other guys for a rush attempt. Maybe a Jamar Chase. Maybe, like, a Odell. But even then, like, that's – all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take the under. We'll see how it plays out. So just for uh, reference, because now now I'm just so curious about this. Last game, the championship game, ooh, I might not have gotten it. So Burrow had a couple, Mixon had, and Jamar Chase had. So that's three. And the Rams, let's see. The Rams had also three. They had Stafford, Akers, and Michelle. No one else got one. Oh, no, Cooper Cup had one. So does that mean I would have gotten it? That's seven, right? That's the under. That's the is it, oh, is it seven and a half? Yeah. Oh, so close though. I just need one more guy to get in there. It's true. All right, I'm I feel good about my my over. All right, next up, total passing attempts set at seventy six point five. Yeah, I I take the over on that too. Both uh, those guys combined ooh. for more pass attempts than that last That's last what? matchup. Week. What's that like? Thirty. It's thirty-seven. 30, sorry, thirty. Yeah, thirty-seven 38. Per, per person. Yeah, thirty-seven. Um, I'll take no, the under. Yeah. So you're going over. I'm taking under. Thirty-eight. You're right. So thirty-nine. Some shit like that. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. All right. 
total number of combined kickoffs. So this is really asking scoring. Um, Two for sure. Um, let's yeah, you're say you're a rocket scientist, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a smart fella. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know. So last week, the in the the AFC matchup, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten scoring drives, and the NFC one, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven scoring drives. So, all right, let's say eight's a reasonable number. So that's uh, eight kickoffs plus the two with um come built into the games. That's ten. What's the over under? Uh, four points for kick for uh, kickoffs. Oh, kickoffs ten and a half. Oh fuck! That's really that's a really good line. Then shit. Yeah. Uh, I will take the over. They're usually very spot on with the lines. Granted, I did a horribly lazy way of analyzing that, but I'll I'll take the over. Um, I'm gonna go under because we are on a pretty good roll with overs and unders. I'm taking the under on pretty much fucking everything that's not the national anthem. Um, winning margin, eight and a half points. Under. Under. I also took under. Total points at 48.5. I'm going to go over. over. I'll take the over. Over, yeah. Because you got to think if this game uh, ends 30-27, that, that beats it by, by a pretty wide margin. And that doesn't seem like an outrageous score for this game to be. So. All right. Super, Super Bowl champion. Rams. I'm going to go with Bengals because why not? And the winner of the MVP award, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, or other. Matt Stafford. All right. That's all she wrote. That's all I got. All right, this will be something for you and I to keep an eye on. We can then we can report back since we actually wrote this shit down. That'd be fun. Yeah, we did. If we maybe if we end up doing a uh, a, a quick fifteen minute guy, it can be centered around just seeing how we did with this. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, so if we end up doing a thing uh, for Monday, it will not be long. Uh, can guarantee you that and it might not exist at all but we'll find out either way uh we're both excited for the game there's other stuff that has been going on in the nfl there's other stuff that's going on with mlb we're not going to talk about today uh because we've been having a lot of technical difficulties which i'm sure will be evident because i'm not going to edit them out (laughs) um but oh well such is life so we'll definitely be back next thursday to to talk you know about the Super Bowl and about anything else that's happened in the world of sports since. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, though, uh, rest in peace to, to Jeremy Giambi and to uh, Gregory, or sorry, Ger- Gerald Williams. Um, yeah, I said Ger- I said Jeremy Giambi or yeah, Jeremy Giambi. Definitely didn't say the other Jason. Giambi, Jason Giambi. Man, I'm fucked with names. So Jeremy Giambi and uh, Gerald Williams both passed away this week just wanted to give a quick shout out to them or uh, uh, wanted to recognize both of them 
because um, since we're probably not going to get the chance to really talk about them all that much, recipes to both those players who had uh, memorable careers for both of their teams. Uh, mm-hmm. So with that, I think that's kind of all we got. So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Juice and Pod. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at juicingthenumbers at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow Corwin on Twitter, you can do so at Corwin Heller. If you'd like to follow myself on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. And until whenever, y'all have a